What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. One half of your favorite fat duo here. Um, actually going to be rolling solo with this one. Had some scheduling conflicts, so just me here tonight. Um, <clears throat> so bear with me, guys. I was going to do this episode for my other podcast, Grave Shift, but I figured what better way to kind of tie in and advertise for my other podcast than doing it on the Great Girth Podcast. Special thanks goes to Austin. He's the reason this happened. I love you, buddy. Otherwise, I am rolling solo with this one. <clears throat> so, if you're familiar with my other podcast, Grave Shift, I did do an episode where I was ranking the Halloween films in the Halloween franchise. I kind of figured a lot of people don't know the timelines in the Halloween franchise, which there's multiples. I want to say there's four or five. Uh, we're going to get into each one. I think it's important that people know the timelines because there's a world of difference between knowing and just watching these movies. So we're going to get into that here briefly. I would like to take a minute to give a special thanks to all of you that are listening, uh, especially recently to our episodes that we've done that are watch-alongs. Um, I've noticed you guys really do like these. Um, I have a hard time with these. This is something that me and Austin kind of go back and forth on. Austin loves them. Uh, for me, it's a love-hate relationship. I think they work perfectly when we're trying to do audio commentary for something that we truly love, but it's also something that I just have a hard time with because they're hard to sit through if I don't know everything, which will make this one a little bit of a lengthy episode, so... Um, thanks guys for watching those. Uh, thank you for sitting through them. It means a lot to us. We really do them to kind of fill in for when we can't commit to making a full episode. It's just Austin's a busy man. I'm a busy man. I get sick a lot. Austin has to work a lot. So we appreciate you guys for sitting in and dealing with us. That being said, let's go ahead and get down to brass tacks here. So Halloween, <clears throat> the reason... I really wanted to do this episode because, like I said, for my Graveship podcast, I did a whole um, episode on ranking each one. Now, there's, I think there's like 12 or 13 of them now. That being said, when I was ranking them, it hit me that a lot of people, again, a lot of people don't know that there is a entire, like, uh, numerous timelines in this franchise. You have to be a hardcore Halloween fan to really know this. So, that being said, I am going to dive into spoilers here. Uh, if you're someone that hasn't seen these movies, you probably don't want to listen to this because I am going to spoil it. I have to in order for you to understand why there are so many different timelines. Now, the reason I say timelines is because essentially they're like different uh, universes. So this is one of the few slasher or horror franchises that does this. How I actually haven't seen another franchise that has done this before. I'm sure there's some out there, but this is the only one I know of, at least that's in this popular realm, that has taken this approach numerous times. And again, if you're confused, just bear with me. I'll get into what I'm talking about, about multiple timelines. So essentially, with a movie franchise, especially like Fast and the Furious and all that shit, uh, there's one solid timeline. Halloween is very different. It has multiple universes. It has multiple different um, stories that all exist under one so if you're watching these movies you will get a little confused when you watch them alphabetically there's a certain formula to how to watch them 
kind of how Star Wars fans say shotgunning. Excuse me, that's essentially how this is. You're going to be shotgunning, jumping back and forth. So let's start with, first off, let me list off the movies, just so we're all on the same page here. Um, you know, actually, before I even do that, let me just, just explain this to you guys. I love Halloween. All things Halloween. If you know me, you know I'm a diehard Halloween fan. For me, it's the godfather of horror films. Michael Myers, Halloween. That is the jaws of slashers. It's my all-time favorite. I love Freddy. I love Jason. I love Chucky. I love all that shit. But Michael Myers is the fucking godfather of Halloween. Or of slasher films. So that is why I'm just like a diehard fan. I love all things Halloween. I've actually received some of your guys' memes that you've been sending me. That are Halloween related. Ha ha ha. I do love that. Keep it going. So anyway. Now that we've established that. uh, Let's go ahead and just kind of dive into this here. Um, So I'm going to list off each Halloween film. So we kind of know what's going on here. So. There's that word again. So (laughs) um, there's. This is really weird doing this by myself. No Austin. It's kind of a, a little funky. But I figured this was perfect for me. Especially because I'm just really hardcore into this franchise so there's halloween 1978 john carpenter then we have halloween 2 then we have halloween 3 season of the witch then comes halloween 4 the return of michael myers halloween 5 the revenge of michael myers halloween the curse of michael myers not halloween 6 but basically halloween 6 then we have Halloween H2O, which is basically Halloween 20 years later. After that, we have Halloween Resurrection. After that, we have Rob Zombie's Halloween. Then Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Then we have Halloween 2018, simply titled Halloween. We have Halloween Kills. And then there's an upcoming film, Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends, I have not seen yet, obviously. It's not out yet, not till October 14th. For sure seeing that shit. Like I said, diehard fan of this shit. They can make these movies. I'll never get tired of them. So we've established there's that many Halloween films. That being said, I'm going to start off with the main timeline. Uh, Again, there's multiple timelines, so I'm going to go over each one. Just kind of bear with me on this. I'm going to go a little slow so you understand this a little better. The first timeline in this series would start with John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, For those of you who don't know, if you live under a fucking rock... Halloween is a film about a killer who escapes from an asylum after being locked up there for murdering his sister at a young age. When he gets out, he goes to the nearby town of Haddonfield where he grew up, where he killed his sister. Duh. He sees Laurie Strode, which is going to be our quintessential character, her friends. He stalks him one by one, kills him, gets to Laurie. It becomes a cat and mouse fight. Um, While this is going on, Dr. Loomis, who is Michael's appointed therapist who's basically been trying to reach him for all these years miserably failed is now on the run to try to find michael to bring him back home or potentially execute him Uh, he ends up saving the day Lori's cat and mouse fight nearly gets her killed numerous times dr loomis comes in he shoots michael michael falls off a balcony uh when they're on the top floor of this house where this happens um Lori and dr loomis exchange words they look down and michael is gone so then comes halloween 2 halloween 2 takes place on the exact same night as the first halloween in this film Lori strode is transferred to 
the nearby hospital. Dr. Loomis has been appointed by, well, not appointed, I should say he's been rejected. So, uh, basically, he's got this nurse friend, if that's what you want to call her. She was in the first one. She plays a minor role in the first film. Uh, nurse Miriam, she basically has come to town to tell Dr. Loomis that the police want him out. You know, the, he can't be there. He's got to go. That's why they're there. They're going to escort him off property. He's leaving. He's no longer going to be a part of this case. Through that journey, Michael shows up at the hospital Lori's at, and he starts killing the staff off one by one. Meanwhile, Loomis is doing a sort of investigation in which he learns that Lori Strode happens to be the secret, or forgotten if you will, sister of Michael Myers, thus connecting the dots that Michael is here to finish what he started, which was killing off his bloodline. Uh, the film ends where Laurie again runs into a cat and mouse game with Michael Myers. Dr. Loomis shows up barely, saves the day by trapping him and Michael in a room in which he turns on all the oxygen tanks, shoots Michael blind, and then, well, he shoots him blind first. I'm forgetting that fact. That's when Laurie turns on all the gas tanks or oxygen tanks with Loomis, and Loomis realizes there's only one thing left to do. Fire the gun off, blow up the whole room, kill them both. Michael walks out, still alive, on fire, collapses, and Halloween 2 is over. Now, Halloween 4 is the next sequel. I know this doesn't make sense, but bear with me. Again, this is all part of the main timeline. Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, takes place years after Halloween 2. In this story, Laurie Strode is dead. She's died in a car accident. Her daughter is now in foster care. Her daughter's name is Jamie Lloyd. She has a foster sister named Rachel who's taking care of her. And she's basically supposed to be taking Jamie out for Halloween. Um, Michael somehow, when hearing doctors and people that are observing him talk about the fact that he has a niece, suddenly has a spark of evil and decides he's going to escape and wreak havoc on the town. Uh, that being said, I should fill in here that Dr. Loomis is also alive. We learn that while he hasn't been in the care of Michael, he's fully aware that Michael is still alive. He's breathing, but he is wrapped up in bandages because you got to remember, Michael has been burnt to a crisp. So is Dr. Loomis. Uh, he suffered some scars, but we got both our Van Helsing and our Dracula. Um, anyway, Michael escapes while in the custody of um, some medical driver, ambulance people, whatever you want to call them. He manages to crash that ambulance, he crawls out, and he is going to Haddonfield. Dr. Loomis knows this is happening, and he goes back on another manhunt after him. Uh, once we get to Haddonfield, though, this is where things kind of start to get a little funky. Uh, we don't actually know right away, or let me rephrase that. Jamie and her sister and her foster parents don't actually know that Jamie's uncle is coming to get her, obviously, until weird things start happening. When Dr. Loomis shows up, he finds that Sheriff Brackett, our famous sheriff from Halloween's 1 and 2, is no longer the sheriff of Haddonfield. Sheriff Meeker is. Sheriff Meeker happens to be a little bit smarter than Brackett was, but also a little reluctant in Loomis being there. What they learn is that Michael is definitely back, more powerful than ever. He goes on this killing spree, and he will not stop until he gets to his niece. This film ends where, after he's pretty much hacked up everybody, Michael is shot dead and he falls into what is a mine shaft. 
when Jamie is transported home with her sister, while her foster mom is preparing a bath, Jamie puts on the iconic Halloween mask um, from the original Halloween, the clown mask that Michael puts on when he's a kid. She dons that mask. She stabs her foster mother, leading us to believe that her spirit has been infected by the spirit of Michael. She's been possessed, whatever you want to call it. Forget what you know. That's what this is. That is the ending of Halloween 4. The next film in this timeline is Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. So Jamie is basically in a mute coma, if you will. She's fully alert. She just doesn't talk, does weird shit. Somehow she has a, a telepathic communication with her uncle, Michael Myers. Uh, he survived this mineshaft beating, by the way. After being shot down and going into a mineshaft, he somehow survives. He goes and lives with a hermit. The hermit takes care of him for a year. One day, Michael decides to put the mask on, kills the hermit, and goes right back to Haddonfield. Not much really needs to be said about this film other than we've got our, again, cat and mouse game with Michael chasing after his niece or his bloodline. Uh, the film actually ends where they do get Michael into custody, Sheriff Meeker and Loomis both. Loomis happens to leave the hospital as an infamous, uh, infamous man in black shows up, guns down, Everybody in the police station, including Meeker, takes Michael with him, and Jamie is left to fend for herself. The next film in this timeline is Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, or famously Halloween 6. Um, <clears throat> in this film, it takes place years later when Jamie's a teenager. We're supposed to believe that she has had a baby that I think is Michael's child. I can't fully remember the background on this but she did she was raped by somebody in this covenant or curse of thorn if you will that protects michael and is the reason why he does what he does he ends up killing jamie but jamie is able to successfully hide her baby away from michael michael now has to kill jamie's baby thus we have our story um this one's a little different dr loomis is present in this film but he's not very uh, Van Helsing here. I think our Van Helsing in this one is more the Tommy Doyle character. He ends up seeing that his neighbors are related to the Strodes. Laurie Strode. <laughs> um, his neighbors are related to the Strodes. And he knows that Michael is eventually going to come back. Thus we learn that he finds out Michael has a, you know, uh, a niece, relative, baby, whatever you want to call this. Great niece, doesn't matter. He finds out that Michael does have one last person in his bloodline, and that's the baby, Jamie's baby. He will do whatever he can to protect it, but that is when he and Dr. Loomis both learn that the staff at Smith Grove Sanitarium, where Michael was famously locked up and escaped, are the ones that have been sheltering him. Uh, our film really ends on a, a weird footnote. Uh, Tommy Doyle beats the shit out of Michael. He and... Um, the Strode relative's main character, whatever you want to call her, she's, I guess she's not really important. She escapes with Tommy and the baby. Loomis is left to deal with Michael. We're led to believe that Michael killed Loomis and escaped, leaving only his mask. Now, that is the end of the first timeline in this franchise. Where this takes a turn is the next film, which is the seventh film or entry, um, this film, we see Jamie Lee Curtis come back as Laurie Strode. Now, again, Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't in Halloween's 4, 5, 6, or 3. We'll get into 3 a little bit. 
Um, that's a separate timeline. So just keep hanging in there with me. Um, but Halloween H2O, 20 years later. This is the seventh film, but it would act as a direct sequel to Halloween 2. Again, forget what you know. In this new timeline, Halloween 4, 5, and 6, as well as 3, do not exist. They did not happen. There's no Jamie Lloyd. There's no Cult of Thorn or Curse of Thorn. None of that exists. Halloween H2O takes place 20 years after the events of Halloween 2. Michael is at large. Uh, he's believed to have died in the hospital that he burnt in. They never found his body. Jamie Lee Curtis returns as Laurie Strode, who now goes under the name of, I believe it's Karen Tate. I can't fully remember, but uh, basically what we learn is the car crash that she supposedly died in in Halloween 4 was her faking her death. Thus, 4, 5, and 6 may not exist in this timeline, but they are referenced a few times here and there. So Laurie Strode has faked her death. She is now the head of a private school in California. Michael somehow figures out this information after murdering uh, nurse, uh, nurse Miriam. I always forget her last name. She's the nurse I mentioned that was strolling around with Dr. Loomis in Halloween's 1 and 2. When Michael murders her, he ransacks her place, finds all the information he can on Lori Strode, in which he finds out where she lives in California. So Michael goes on his way to not only take care of some old uh, family ties that he needs to tie up whatever you want to call it he also is heading for his nephew in this film jimmy lee curtis has a son by the name of john who is just turning 17 he's supposed to be leaving with his friends on a trip that does not happen michael ends up stalking him and his friends in the school in which laurie strode and her now boyfriend or whatever you want to call him he's kind of a weird boy toy character um she convinces him, like, you know, hey, I'm Laurie Strode. This motherfucker's out to kill me and my family. We got to do something. So, long live the cat and mouse game again. This film ends where Laurie has her final showdown, or what we believe to be a final showdown, with Michael Myers. She's able to save her son, uh, her son's girlfriend, as well as our awesome security guard played by LL Cool J, and... Once she has everyone convinced that it's over, she actually takes a gun from a police officer, holds all of them at gunpoint, has them load Michael into a van. She takes off with Michael, who's basically shot, passed out, stabbed, you know, same old shit. She drives this van far away from the fucking crime scene. Michael wakes up. He emerges from the body bag, tries to attack Lori. Lori drives this van off a motherfucking cliff. They land, she somehow manages to crawl out. Michael is pinned by this fan up against a tree. In a last-ditch effort, he reaches out to her with his hand because she knows that they are brother and sister. She feels for him. This is her first time being able to connect with him. But it doesn't last long. She grabs this axe that she stole, and she chops this motherfucker's head off. This is the first and only time in the series that Michael is decapitated. That is the end of Halloween H2O. But we got one more movie in this second timeline halloween resurrection which takes place after h2o obviously now halloween h2o ended where we were led to believe obviously laurie had decapitated michael uh, according to resurrection that did not happen laurie is now in a sanitarium she's gone nuts apparently what happened was when we thought she beat the shit out of michael and he was down for the count he somehow managed to escape 
during a medic cleanup. One of the paramedics comes to see Michael. Michael grabs him, crushes his larynx, switches out into the paramedic's clothes, and puts his clothes on the paramedic. Thus, she decapitated an innocent man who couldn't speak. Now she's locked up. She knows Michael's coming. She's been prepped for this day. When he finally shows up, they have a final, a real final showdown, according to this timeline, on top of the roof where he once again reaches out to her with his hand. She falls for it, tries to take his mask off. He somehow ransacks her, is able to wrestle her down, take her over to the roof, and stab her in the back. And she's dead. Laurie Strode is officially dead. What happens next in this storyline, or in this timeline? Well, Michael now is going home. His bloodline's killed off. There is nobody else to go after. We now have an entertainment company called Dangertainment that is going to film a documentary with a bunch of dumb college students in the house. They're all going to wear headgear. They're going to wear body cams. It's going to be a full-on documentary. Little, little do they know Michael is currently residing in the home in which he kills them off one by one. This film ends where one of our main college characters is getting advice from her secret online lover who's texting her, if you will, or messaging on a what would assume be a text mate. He is watching this show take place live on a computer at one of his buddy's parties, and he's texting her on how to survive. He's telling her where Michael is according to the camera angles, basically giving her advice on how to survive the night. She gets help from the man in charge of the entertainment's fuck-up, Mr. Freddy, played by none other than Buster Rhymes. They kick Michael's ass, he gets electrocuted, Busta Rhymes and our young college girl survive to tell another story. Um, how this one ends though is Michael is transported back to a facility where some paramedics go to look at him and the film ends where Michael is still alive, shocker, eyes open up, boom, that is the end of the second story, or uh, timeline. Now, timeline number three is easier to understand because it doesn't jump around. Timeline number three is Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2. If you know anything about these movies, you know that these are reboots. So, a little backstory on this. Uh, at the time, Dimension, that does the Halloween movies, didn't know where to go. Halloween Resurrection wasn't a hit, but it wasn't a colossal failure. It was definitely a disaster piece, so they had no idea what to do. That was the eighth film. They didn't know what to do with the part nine, so they decided, fuck it, scratch it, let's start over. So we got Rob Zombie's Halloween, which is basically a prequel, an origin story of Michael's upcoming, as well as literally shot for shot the rest of the original Halloween movie. Um, Rob Zombie's Halloween follows in the footsteps of John Carpenter's with a little Rob Zombie twist. If you've seen a Rob Zombie movie, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Rob Zombie's movies are very... Um, unique in the sense that when you watch one you very clearly know you're watching a Rob Zombie movie just like if you were watching a Tarantino film they're dirty, they're rough, they're gritty they're actually hard to sit through because of the language and I couldn't fucking believe I'm saying that right now but they get really annoying they get really disgusting you just kind of hate everybody in these movies but Halloween again it's basically a reboot remake, rehash, whatever it ends where Lori shoots Michael dead after Michael has crushed Loomis's head and killed him. Well, we assume Loomis is dead. Uh, Lori in this one survives. Um, it ends where she's basically delirious. She just shot a man in the head that she has no idea is her brother. 
and it ends in good zombie fashion. <laughs> a little background on this is because it's a remake, we get an origin story of how Michael becomes so fucking psychotic and so insane in which he's driven to kill his older sister, his stepfather, some schoolmates. He gets locked up in the sanitarium. Dr. Loomis is trying to reach out to him. All fails and, you know, Michael eventually escapes. And he's going to, in this film, reunite with his sister, not kill her. At least from what it looks like. But in this one, Laurie Strode is a girl by the name of Angel that has no fucking idea that she has another brother. And she actually doesn't find out until the second film in Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, where Michael survived. He's still out and about. He's basically a vagrant in this film. Homeless, eating dogs and shit like that, killing people in cornfields. <laughs> Laurie and this learns from Dr. Loomis's uh, famous book, by the way, side note, Dr. Loomis sucks in Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. Uh, basically, Loomis, and he's, he's a shitty prima donna. He writes a book about Myers as well as Laurie Strode. Laurie finds out who she really is. Uh, I mean, her name's Laurie Strode, but I guess in Rob Zombie's version, her real name is Angel Myers. I don't know where that came from, but cool. Uh, <laughs> that being said, she learns who she really is. Uh, you know, she goes fucking delirious again. Michael comes after her again. We have another Halloween sequel where not much is going on, but the film does end where both Michael and Lori are shot down by SWAT after Dr. Loomis tries to intervene, in which Loomis is stabbed to death, crushed again, which, by the way, I think Loomis, I'm pretty sure I just said Loomis did die in the first one. It looked like he died, but I guess he's alive, and somehow he fucking makes it in part two until the very end, when Laurie and Michael are in a showdown in a fucking cabin. This film was weird because of the fact that in this one we get a little more, well, I guess not really more, but we get a little more of a, I guess a background of why Michael is targeting his sister. It's so he can reunite with her and his mom. He has these visions of a white horse with his mother on it. It's, again, very pro-Rob Zombie. Um, the reason I don't give too much detail on these movies is because there's not much about them that's really worth talking about, but you need to know that they're a separate timeline, so that's that's the third timeline. That's Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2. Uh, basically, Halloween 1 from Rob Zombie was a hit. Didn't do well with critics or fans, but it was a hit. It, uh, you know, it re-energized the Halloween franchise, it made it the big deal that it is now, so that is why we got a Halloween 2 from Rob Zombie, which was a colossal failure, so they decided back to the drawing board. <clears throat> now our fourth Halloween timeline. This would take place years after Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. They had no idea what they were going to do. They decided, well, we'll keep doing Halloween films, but we're not going to do a Halloween 10 or 11 sequel, we're going to go back to doing what H2O did, which is another Halloween 2. So, this timeline, Halloween 2018, takes place 40-something years after the first Halloween. In this timeline, no other Halloween film exists. Not 4, not 5, not 6, and definitely not H2O or Resurrection. So, in other words, in this Halloween, Lori doesn't, has never had a son. Lori was never killed by Michael. Again, we have a whole new timeline. It's revamped. This timeline, again, it's a direct sequel to Halloween. So Halloween 2 didn't happen either. 
Um, with this sequel taking place 40-something years after the first film, Michael's basically been locked up in Smith's Grove Sanitarium since that fateful night on Halloween in 1978. Laurie Strode is a struggling alcoholic who's basically a badass, and she's been preparing for Michael's return. Michael escapes on a bus. He goes on a bloody rampage in Haddonfield. Laurie finds out about it, and Laurie in this film has a child who also has a child. So Laurie's got a daughter and a granddaughter. Yeehaw, it's another Halloween film. But this Halloween film's really good. I, this is my favorite timeline, is this one I'm talking about right now. I prefer this one over the other ones, really. Um, Halloween 2018 ends where Laurie is able to, with the help of her daughter and granddaughter, trap Michael in her basement slash cellar slash bomb shelter slash fucking fire hazard. It's a gun storage with fruits and vegetables in her can. Anyway, she's basically for the last 40 years, she's been rigging this bitch up. She's waiting for Michael. She's got this place rigged to a T. She gets him down there. She traps this motherfucker in her goddamn war zone room, whatever you want to call it. And Michael Burns. The film ends where the three leave the house. The random guy driving by in a pickup truck is able to get them. And they take off. And that's it. Um, <clears throat> the next film in this fourth uh, timeline is Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills, like Halloween 2 from one of the other timelines, takes place on the exact same night as Halloween 2018. So... Basically, Michael is not dead. He was hiding in that fucking fruit cellar thingy. He kills a bunch of, you know, firefighters. They're there trying to put the fire out. Lori, her daughter, and her granddaughter see the firefighters coming, and they're freaking out, thinking, oh, shit, Michael's going to live. They all get transported to a hospital while Michael kills all these guys and goes on another rampage back through Haddonfield, except for this time he's going home. Michael is going to his home, which is now owned by a gay couple known as Big John and Little John. Little do they know they are about to become his next victim. Um, what makes this film really cool, though, in this timeline anyways, it's the first film in any of these timelines where some of the previous characters come together. you got Tommy Doyle, who was one of the kids that Laurie was babysitting the night of the original Halloween, as well as Lindsay Wallace. We also got Lonnie, who was a bully of Tommy's. We've got Nurse Miriam back, which, by the way, she was killed at the beginning of Halloween H2O in the second Halloween timeline I mentioned. But again, forget everything you know. This is a brand new timeline. This film exists only within Halloween 2018 and Halloween 1978. This is the third sequel. Marion was not killed in Halloween H2O because Halloween H2O does not exist in this timeline. But Marion does die in this one, by the way. <laughs> this uh, nurse does not get any justice. But yeah, all these previous survivors, even Sheriff Brackett is back in this one. They all come together because they want to stop Michael. They use a little too much of what we would call mob mentality. Innocent people get hurt. Michael is deadlier in this one. He ends up killing Big John and Little John. He kills a lot of these motherfuckers, man. He slays people in this one. Uh, the film ends where Lori thinking that it's all over goes to rest and we learn that Michael survived a brutal beating by all the previous survivors. He kills all of them one by one because, again, you can't stop evil. You can do what you want. can't stop it. He kills them all off. He goes after Lori's daughter, kills Lori's daughter. Lori figures it out almost immediately. 
And she says, you know what? I'm coming for this motherfucker. And then, boom, that film ends, in which Halloween Ends will be the fourth and final sequel in this fourth Halloween timeline. Have I confused you yet? I know. There's so many timelines in this franchise. Now for the final timeline, which really isn't a timeline. I think it's just kind of fair to justify it, because this really isn't a Halloween film. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. If you heard my episode ranking the Halloween films, you'll know that I mentioned that Halloween 3 is its own movie. There's no Michael in this. It's a film about a psychopathic Irishman, for better words, who uses an old Celtic force of evil... It's really hard to explain, but essentially, he's going to take over the world by dominating with Halloween mask merchandise, uh, merchandise that's advertised towards kids. The kids are going to put these masks on, and these masks are going to destroy these kids. Thus, we have our evil Halloween story. Uh, the reason for this, the reason there is no Michael in this one, is because at the time, the creators of Halloween didn't want another Michael Halloween. They wanted to do something similar to Creepshow and Tales from the Crypt and Twilight Zone. They wanted an anthology series. This was their way of saying, we are done with Michael. But unfortunately, fans weren't done with Michael. Most people hated Halloween 3. They didn't enjoy it until after the fact, which I'm one of them. I never saw Halloween 3 because when I was told there was no Michael, I didn't want to see it ever. When I did, I absolutely hated it. As I've gotten older, I've grown to love it. My advice is, Think of it as its own timeline, where no Michael exists, because there isn't one in this one. No other movie exists. This is its own fucking movie. But if you just get rid of Halloween 3 and call it Season of the Witch, it's a good movie. I absolutely love it. But um, there you have it. That's the five timelines of Halloween. With, uh, what, 12, 13 films? So yeah, you got th- really three different timelines that I know it can be confusing as fuck, but now that you know that, you'll understand it. So let me recap that in a faster way. Our first timeline is Halloween 1 from 1978, or more simply, John Carpenter's Halloween. Halloween 2. Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. And Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Now, timeline number 2 is Halloween 1978, Halloween 2, then Halloween H20 20 years later, and Halloween Resurrection. Again, in timeline number two, parts three, four, five, and six do not exist. In our third timeline, it's just Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. In that timeline, nothing after Halloween 2 exists except for Halloween 2018. The reason I call it Halloween 2018 is because even though it's a direct sequel to Halloween 1978, they decided to just fucking call it Halloween. No other name. There's really no explanation for that other than, hey, it's a Halloween movie. Really, it was a lazy way of saying, we have no idea what to call this thing. So, that's why I refer to it as Halloween 2018. And then the third timeline, of course, uh, or not third, I'm sorry. The fourth timeline would be the Rob Zombies Halloween 1 and 2, which in this timeline, no other Halloween film exists. The fifth timeline, Halloween 3. It's its own movie, no Michael, whole different story, whole different ballgame. No other Halloween film in that timeline exists either. So that's the five timelines of Halloween. If I confuse the fuck out of you, definitely go on Wikipedia. I know it's not very factual, but 
you don't need a lot to know the Halloween timeline as long as you can just basically find a brief synopsis such as what I've given you. Wikipedia is really good for that. Just don't be looking at it for dates or budgets or any fun facts about the franchise. Um, but definitely look up Halloween franchise if you are a little confused and you want to know more about it. <clears throat> That's a, a diehard Halloween fan from me to you, which I'm hoping you're a diehard Halloween fan, or I'm hoping you're at least interested, and that's why you decided to click on this episode. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. I know it's kind of weird that I didn't have Austin here. Again, I was really just deciding I'm going to roll solo with this one, so really it all worked out. Uh, but if you guys like what you heard here and you want to hear more, definitely check us out at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. We're also on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google. Um, that being said, this was kind of a way to get you guys to check out my other podcast, which is Grave Shift. That is also at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Um, I'll put the link up for that so you can actually find it, but it's real simple. Just go to greatgirthpodcast.com. On the right fucking corner there, you click on content or uh, main menu. A thing will scroll down. It'll say Great Girth Podcast, and below that it'll say Grave Shift. Click on Grave Shift. You can find all my horror film reviews. That's pretty much what I did there. You can find the episode where I ranked the Halloween films in the entire franchise. Um, otherwise, thank you guys again for listening. Really appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that you guys are still sticking with us and supporting us. Otherwise, have a spooky season or rest of the season. I guess a, I guess Halloween season really hasn't started yet. In my eyes, it has, though. September 1st is definitely Halloween. Otherwise... Stay spooked, guys. Austin, buddy, I know you're not here, but I gotta say it just because it it feels unique. It feels, or not unique, I'm sorry. It feels organic to just say, Austin, buddy, I will see you the next time. Now let's just pretend that he says, adios.